The Numinous Podcast with Carmen Spaniola. Hi there, and welcome to the Numinous Podcast, where we have interesting conversations with everyday folks about the mystery of life. This podcast is a compliment to the Numinous School, an online intuition development course for people who want their self-awareness to serve a greater good. I'm your host, Carmen Spaniola, and this week my guest is my friend, Carl Greger. He's a financial consultant in Northern Europe, and today we're talking about spontaneous spiritual awakenings and direct spiritual experience. I connected with Carl Greger over Skype. He was at home in Stockholm, Sweden. So Carl Greger, tell me a bit about what your life was like before you began to explore spiritually. What, what was your average day? Uh, what were the kinds of things that were important to you? How did you fill your time? And then I'd love for you to tell me wh- how your life is different now. Uh, I think I never really questioned where I was and what I was doing. It was if just like life took me from one situation to the other. I really didn't really plan anything. It's, I thought a lot about this afterwards. And it's, I went to the university because I liked math. Then I took a certain degree in that. I, I did an extended military service because I don't know, it just happened. I never really planned anything. It's like I did all these strange things in my life without a real plan or so. And when I got to about 50 years old, I, I started to question it all and said, is this really it? Because I felt like I, I didn't belong. This is not me. It's not me living my life, even though this is my body. This is me. This is me walking here. It's like I didn't feel I had control. I, it must be something more. But it was a big piece of me missing, and I didn't know what it was. And I had one divorce from the mother of my three kids, and I was living in a new relationship, and that came to an end also. And it was my second divorce, and I started to question everything. What am I doing? I, it's not that I wasn't happy, but I felt, yeah, something missing, a big part of me that I really couldn't put my finger on this is this or what it was. I, I never felt I belonged. It was like I was at the wrong place and the timing was bad. I couldn't really relate to people. Everybody seemed to be so happy. And I could, I remember I could go home after a party with my wife or alone or whatever. And I, I felt lonely. Mm. I said, you know, is this supposed to be? I was longing for something more, something I didn't know what I thought that, you know, maybe I'm just having a boring job or, or I'm not happy in my love life or whatever, but it must be more to life than this. And everything was so ego oriented mm. and you had to be really look good in other people's eyes all the time. And the topics that you discussed at parties or with friends were so superficial in a way. And I, I remember my wife, my second wife, then several times told me, but you don't say a lot, you need to talk more. And I, I just could feel within me, 
but I don't know if I want to talk about the things they talk about. Mm. It's like, you know, it's not that I want to sound like I'm more than any, anyone else. It says I, I felt really lonely. I felt I didn't belong. Mm-hmm. So now I, I imagine you were, you're Swedish. You were brought up in a fairly secular world. So yes, where, did you yes. even know about the word ego? Like, you know, how did you decide that maybe <laughs> spirituality was something that you wanted to explore? I, I never did. That was something that never interested me. I never felt that that was part of my path. Uh, uh, the interesting thing, though, when I was about 20, my parents had a friend, and he was very much into astrology, and he did one of those native charts with an interpretation to it. Oh, an astrology, remember, like a natal chart where they take your birth chart and just sort of exactly tell you your life? Exactly. Yeah, with the 12 houses or whatever. I'm not, yeah, and he did that and he told me about it. And I remember he told me that when you are about 50, your life will turn, make, a, you know, a big turn and something new will happen. And you will, it seems like you will walk the path that I'm walking. And when I heard that, it really scared me because I looked at this man and he was so strange and bizarre <laughs> and astrology and stars. I said to myself, oh no, if I have any saying in this, that will not happen. <laughs> and then my, 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 I have a sister and she has always been more like a searching for something, trying all kinds of more spiritual stuff. And I, I, yeah, I tried something at some point but but no that never interested me i i didn't feel like that was what i wanted to do my my father believed very much in the church and god and spiritually like that more traditional mm. religious person and uh, but but no mm. that that was that was never me it was never part of my life at all so when i say ego now that is just me knowing what i was you know my problem back then but right. I didn't have the vocabulary back then. No, I didn't. I didn't know about ego. I just knew about me and my body and my thoughts and my mind. And that, yeah. So when was the first time that spirit or energy or something different, something in the spiritual realm interrupted your life? For me, everything started when I divorced my second wife and even though it was a decision that felt right within me i felt like a failure and i did some uh, energy clearing it, it was something i'd never really done but for some reason it just came to me and i felt that that was something i needed to do which was a bit strange because i'd never done that that it was sort of really out of character for me but it felt like the right thing to do and at one of those sessions, I was lying on the yoga mat and she was pushing with her fingers at certain parts of my body. And it was really painful, but then she pushed even harder. And then it was like the pain disappeared. And apparently it was the way to get away certain energy blocks or whatever. And when I was lying there, I suddenly started to feel this vibration in my lower back. And after a few minutes, it was like my, my spine, my whole upper body raised 20, 30 degrees over the floor and I started to shake violently, really, really shake. And that lasted for about an hour. 
and uh, I I never felt scared. I was never worried. It was just, wow, what is this? And I sat down in the chair and talked to her afterwards. And uh, she has said, well, you had the Kundalini awakening. And I didn't know what Kundalini was and the awakening. I mean, I was not really sure what she meant. And she didn't say much more than that. She just told me that a lot of people look for this. And for you, it came naturally. And that's not very common. And you are blessed. And maybe when you go out and maybe you start to cry suddenly or feel very emotional and yes i had cried maybe when my father died or when my brother died but you know to cry like that when i was out walking the day before i was said no i don't do that <laughs> but now when she said it i never questioned that i felt for me it was like i felt that i had gone through a door that i didn't know existed and the door behind me had closed and I couldn't even see it anymore. I really felt that something had happened, but I didn't know what. And for me, it all started with, with that. And it's like, for me, everything changed from that moment onwards. Okay, so you, <laughs> this, this is amazing to me because she's right. People seek their whole lives to experience a kundalini rising or awakening and here you are feeling miserable and depressed just kind of getting the idea that okay maybe i need some reiki you go and get reiki and then this insane experience happens yes. for an hour your whole body is shaking yes. and yet you leave there feeling like this is the right thing, <laughs> like something true just happened to me. So after you left that energy session yeah. with that Kundalini awakening, yeah. what was different and how did you, how did you, how were you moving through the world differently after that? I could, well, I remember walking home when I was walking home from this, I, on my way home, just a few blocks, I remember thinking, it's like I've been split into two. And at that point, I couldn't really put my finger on, you know, what the two halves was. But just a few days later, I realized that my whole life, I've gone through my life identifying myself with my body, my thoughts, my actions, my speech. That was me. And when I'm, you know, hopefully old, that part of me will die and I will cease to exist. Maybe I have a spark within me, a soul, or I don't know what happens to that. But now suddenly I realize that the person I thought I was, but that's not me. I am a soul and I happen to be in this body. And I didn't even know that there were proverbs existed on this. But, but for me, it just came to me. I realized that, yeah, I, I discovered my second half that I never seen before. And not only discovered it, I realized that that is who I really am. Wow. So how are you like now that you're moving through the world, you're, you know, I, I know you and I have talked about different incidents before where you have spontaneous um, past life yeah. uh, regressions or visions. You've had premonitions. Yeah. Um, tell me about some of the most profound experiences that you've had that have really proven to you that you're so much more than just this body. When, when, when that happened, I think that before this moment, if that would have happened to me, I would have been scared 
or didn't really know what was happening, what am I seeing, or what, what is going on. But after this moment, when those things started to happen to me, I was never scared. It was just the perfect natural thing to me. And it's, I think the what happened within me, it's like I had access suddenly to a whole new set of knowledge. It's not that I can tap into it and have answers to everything, but I started to understand the language of spirits or the spiritual language or books that I had read before that could have been strange to me suddenly made sense. Mm. It's, yeah, I, I don't think I was scared. But the most profound things was, I think, when I was lying on a couch at home and I, I suddenly could see like a move in front of me. And I saw this man in the house, like the west coast of Ireland, very beautiful house. And suddenly I could see that the house is on fire. And I realized that the man looking at the fire is me. This is a few hundred years back. There was in front of me, there was also a girl standing to the left and the woman with two kids on the right. And I realized that the woman and the two kids, they were in the burning house and it was just me and the other girl standing to the left alive. And there were many things around this. And I, there were a couple of other things that I saw and I, to me, they explained certain things that I was afraid of or blocks or issues I had with myself in this life. It was like I suddenly could see certain things that explained why I had certain fears or, or why my life had been in a certain way. I realized that mm -hmm. thanks to these previous life experience that I saw. But the most profound thing I think was when I was also lying on my couch at home closing my eyes, I didn't sleep. And suddenly I saw, I still had my eyes closed, okay? But I saw a golden ring behind me, like burning, whether it was gold or on fire, I'm not really sure, but it hovered over my, my head and then it lowered itself and came over my head and sort of were thread, my body was did go through it. So it moved mm -hmm. along my body. Like it was cleaning me somehow. And I was trying to look at that on the internet afterwards, but never really did find anything what that could be. But that was very, very strong. That was a, mm. a very intense moment for me. So you were feeling like a, a ring of energy purifying you somehow just it's sort of it i mean the way you're describing it i'm imagining you're going into like an mri machine or something yes, like it, exactly. it's, it's yeah. yeah okay wow so how do you process these things so okay you have these experiences um i, I know for myself when i've had spontaneous direct spiritual experience you know it feels really good and then there comes a moment where i kind of open my eyes and sort of blink in the bright light of day and look around sort of going like, did anybody else see that kind of thing? <laughs> like you kind of want to share it with somebody, right? Or there's some sort of like a, a need from your human self to want to make sense of that. So how do you process and integrate these direct spiritual experiences that happen to you spontaneously? I uh, write everything down. Mm -hmm. I I didn't really feel I had a lot of people I could talk to about this. When I tried, it didn't really go well at times. 
And I, I think that people have a certain view of me, how I was previously. And now Carl Greger comes up to them and talks about other things and they feel a bit weird. And I feel a bit weird at that point. So I, I, wrote, right. I, I wrote everything down because I, yeah, I really had to read it afterwards, go back to it and process that. And that was for, for me the best way to do it. Every detail, I just noted it down. Mm, that's great. That's yeah, I think that's a great idea. Because, you know, every time you go back to your notes, you're a different person. Yeah. And so there's always going to be more you can take out of that experience from this new perspective. Um, that's fantastic. Do you write everything in the same spot? Or do you have notes all over the place? No, I have actually a great app that I discovered. And uh, I have, I write everything there you know, sections and paragraphs and all kinds of stuff. And I wrote down, I write down everything that happens in my life, mundane, boring things, as well as spiritual things. It doesn't really matter. I just note everything. And I... What's the app? It's Scrivener. 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 Yeah, I know that one. Do you know Evernote? Well, yeah, I think I have that actually, but I never got around okay. to use that. And then I saw Scrivener and I, you know, one of the things you just start to use something, then you get hooked on it. And I, yeah, I have backups of it everywhere, not to lose anything, but, but it's starting to get more and more. And uh, yeah, that's my way of processing it. I started yoga and meditation also, which was also a way to process it and come with ever sort of yeah land in yourself somehow in this right. so that was a good tools for me to be able to get by my sort of more mundane boring working life and you know the other things right. still, still had to do right so okay Carl Grieger why do you think you're having these experiences even though there are so many people who prepare and practice and and yearn to have these direct experiences with the, the divine and here you are you you know you're a guy working in financial financial services you know you're pretty conservative you know normal straight shooting guy you're walking down the street one day and then boom you 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 have a spiritual awakening why do you think it's happening to you I, these now on well, in, nowadays I believe that I'm in control of my own life. I had I have planned this life for me because I'm supposed to learn certain things in this life. And for me, this was meant to happen. I was meant to be in a very strict, very conservative, not very emotions, very yeah, a life where it was more important to do things to look good in other people's eyes than to really to feel or be true to yourself. That was more important. It was, it was sort of my, you know, my lesson in life to sort of break away from that and to to look at life in a different way. I, I, it was just meant to be, basically. I think, and mm -hmm. a way to. I think also that natal chart or that astrology, the person that I met when I was about 20, telling me that this would happen, you know, when I look back at that, yeah, he was right. It, it did happen. And that's why I think it was, it was simply meant to be, to happen when I was ready and had done certain things in my life. It, it came, yeah, it popped up. 
Hmm. So if you could go back and have a conversation with your 20 year old self, would, would you have any advice for yourself who said, Oh, that's weird. Or, or would you just let it be? No, I, I have a certain number of things I would tell him. First of all, if I could, I would give him a big hug, a warm, mm. long hug and say, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And everything is like it is supposed to be. Don't worry, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And I, I hope that I would take that into my heart at that time. But now I would go back and say that yes. And another thing I would say is that trust your instinct, your inner voice, trust it always, always, always. And that was something that even before this happened, that was fairly strong in me, I always look, try to focus on my instinct, what does my instinct tell me, and even though that might lead you the wrong path, for certain reasons, it is still the right path for you. So that can, you know, the instinct can never be wrong. Trust that more often, that would be another thing that I would, that I would say. And the third one is that I think this might be true for men in general, that we are never good at feel our feelings. Uh, today's world, it seems like whenever you are depressed, you take a pill against it, or you go to your psychiatrist and you talk about it and turn your life inside out. Sometimes, of course, that's necessary, but it is also equally important to feel your feelings, not to push them away. And because that I did my whole life. I never felt anything. I had feelings towards my mother, towards all kinds of things that happened. Logically understood them, but I never felt them. And it was when I started to feel them and process them emotionally that I cleared out blocks within me that was important to get rid of for, for this other piece to happen. So I think, mm. you know, and yeah, these surrender and trust words that are so yeah, the people say everywhere, but oh, they are so important. It is really mm, surrender and surrender trust. and trust. Yeah, it is really. If it was only two words, those are the two words. I think surrender and trust. Wow. wow, that's so great. So as we bring our conversation to a close, I'm going to ask you one last question. It comes from Marcel Proust from the Proust Questionnaire. And it's, uh, I think, one of the most simple and most difficult questions in the world. What do you consider perfect happiness? Oh, perfect happiness for me is to be your true self. To be, not to identify yourself with feelings, but to, to feel them, but not be part of them to be your true self, to really reach deep within you, to be connected to your true self. That is true happiness. It is without a doubt the position I would like to be. It is so hard and so difficult, but that's what I'm striving at today. Always, always, always to be true to my inner, inner self. And when I'm really true to that, then happiness comes in whatever shape or form it comes, but then it's always there. And you make other people so happy too, because I, you know, I'm, as I'm listening to you 
today, I can feel more joy, more expansion, more excitement. And it's because you've shared part of your true self with me and with our listeners. Thank you so much for being on the show, Carl Greger. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Really. Thank you very much. At the risk of making a totally sweeping generalization, did you think you were going to have that conversation with a guy in financial services today? <laughs> I love him. Okay, there were so many juicy bits of, of information in that conversation. So many things I could relate to. I really appreciated hearing Carl Greger articulate that feeling of, it's not me living my life. There must be something more. This, this can't be all there is to me. And that feeling of loneliness that often comes before the spiritual breakthrough. There were three points, though, that I really absolutely love. They make me look forward with great anticipation to the book that is hopefully coming out of all of those notes he's been taking. Number one, when... Carl Grieger said he would tell his 20-year-old self that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. But more, more than what he said, when he said, I would give him a big hug, I just, oh, I melted. Yes, that's, that's what my 20-year-old self needed was that reassurance, that comforting. Number two, trust your inner voice always, always, always. And number three, feel your feelings. I mean, these do seem so easy to say and, and hard to do, but what clear direction for how, if you want to have a strong spiritual connection, this is what you've got to do, you know, trust and surrender. If you want to know more about uh, the apps that Carl Greger was talking about or just get any more information, you can go to today's show notes found on my blog at www.carmenspaniola.com, C-A-R-M-E-N-S-P-A-G-N-O-L-A. And I really want to thank Carl Greger again for being on the show. What a treat. And I want to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, I'd really appreciate your review on iTunes. Please also share it far and wide so it can reach more seekers just like you, because you never know who needs to hear it right now. If you'd like to keep exploring the great mystery of life with me, you can go to my website, carmenspaniola.com, and click the link in the upper right corner for the Numinous School my online intuition development course. While you're there, sign up for my monthly email newsletter. You'll instantly receive a free meditation download and you'll get something else free from me every month. Until next time, take care.